I felt like the Lord was like, you've been castle building and not kingdom building. You see your particular plot of land in my kingdom and you focus on that castle you're building. You know, you're building your ministry, you're, you're building whatever it is that you're doing. But I see so much more. I see an entire kingdom. And when you get your eyes too focused on your castle, that's when it gets really easy to slip into comparison and competition. And then you get exhausted and you're striving and you're doing all of these things in your own strength. All right, I'm so excited to have my friend, Jen Smale, on the podcast today. Jen is a worship leader, speaker, co-host of the Worship Props podcast. She also has a new EP out called Castles and Kingdoms. Jen, welcome to Dreamers and Disciples. Wayne, thank you so much for having me. It's so good to be able to chat with you again. We follow each other on social media. We interact sometimes, but it's always good to uh, to chat with a friend. So thanks for having me back. Yeah, I, I love everything that I see you post. Uh, I love the conversations that we've had both on your podcast and you've also been, uh, you're one of the sessions on my performer to pastor course for worship leaders. So yeah, I just, I, I love the message God has given you to carry. And, you know, just from what you and I've been talking about already, I think there's a lot of new work that God is doing in your heart that I think is going to encourage everybody that's listening or watching mm-hmm. today. Yeah. So, we always start out with a question, what are you dreaming about? So tell us, Jen, what are you mm. dreaming about right now? <laughs> I mean, I have a confession. I am not always good about dreaming. Um, I had this realization probably a few years ago um, about myself that I didn't like to dream. And the way I justified it was, if I don't dream, then I can't be disappointed. And that was something I've mm. I've really actually had to work through. Even in this last year, um, the Lord kind of brought me to this point of almost like repenting for carrying a spirit of disappointment, um, just always, just kind of like letting that kind of just sit um, within me. So I've been really challenging myself to go, okay, Jen, you know, if you want, if you're going to dream, what's something you're dreaming for? So actually in this new year, I found myself dreaming more um, about songwriting and music, probably more than I've ever allowed myself to. I've always kind of kept it a little bit at arm's distance. Like, oh yeah, I I dabble in this. I've seen it as something I dabble in or I can do. Um, But like now I'm kind of like, okay, I'm going to lean a little bit and allow myself to dream a little bit more about um, new songs and and new ideas and new music. So right now that's that's what's kind of at the forefront of my mind. And I can't wait to get to talking about your project. But I'm curious because I've always wrestled with that same thing of being afraid of disappointment. And I'm curious because I've had to do a lot of inner work to try to figure out where that comes from and right. where my view of God got so skewed to where I thought he never wanted to give me anything <laughs> that right. yeah. I wanted. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious where that comes from with you. Yeah. You know, it's been hard. It's it's a real like discovery <laughs> journey that I'm still trying to figure out. But I I think a lot of it was just without realizing, developing these expectations. And I think that we can all sort of do that in life, you know, oh, I'm going to become a worship leader and attached to that, you know, that role or that opportunity is expectation of, you know, this is what I think it's going to look like, you know, I'll get to lead every week or I'll be in front of this amount of people. And, you know, so I think that without even recognizing it, sometimes we start to, when we dream, an expectation follows right behind it. And so then when that 
you know, expectation isn't met. We might even be living in the dream. I've had moments where the Lord kind of reminded me, he's like, wait, this is what you prayed for. Somewhere along the lines, your expectation kind of shifted or the picture of how you thought it looked would shift. But what you really asked me to do was to use you in worship or to, you know, to to open a door for you to do X, Y, Z. And somewhere your expectation and the picture, how you thought it would play out changed. You know, so it's been a real journey of me just kind of going, okay, God, you know, what What do my expectations in life really want, need to be? Or even when I dream, what is the heart, though, of the dream? At the, at the end of the day, God, what do I want to do? And I'm trying to anchor myself a whole lot more to that. God, I want to just, I want to know you and be in close proximity with you. And so if you open the doors, you open them and I'll walk through them. But I'm trying to not have the dream be too much about the door and how it looks on the other side of it and just make it more about... Mm being in close proximity to the Father and obeying and being faithful. And so even when I say, you know, writing writing music, to me, it's more of how do I write music? It's in close proximity to the Father. I don't sit down in a room and go, what's the next Christian hit? I'm going to try to get on the radio. I just go, okay, Spirit, <laughs> you know, Holy Spirit, you know, what do you, you want to say? What are you speaking in me? Some of it's a prayer, you know? So I think maybe and I don't have it all figured out, but I think for me, it's it's attaching some expectations that maybe I didn't, I wasn't consciously doing and me needing to strip a lot a yeah. lot of that back and just kind of go, okay, what is what is the true goal? How do I really measure success? You know, all of these kind of, you know, deep questions. Well, I feel like those questions and those themes are really front and center on your new EP. And yeah. which I love by the way. You you sent it to me early and I already sent you my my three favorite songs yeah. title track. <laughs> Uh, castles and kingdoms returning, and then the final track, build his yeah. kingdom. Which I laughed. I, I got to laugh. Like <laughs> castles and kingdoms is like a lament. So <laughs> that was the one thing that I was like so scared to put on there because it was just this like prayer, this weird thing. I'd never written anything like it, and I almost didn't put it on there. So it cracked me up when you're like, I really like that. <laughs> I mean, it was it was so gripping because it starts yeah. the project. Yeah. And you're right. I was like, I, I was not expecting this at all. <laughs> but there's such a weight to it, yet there's yeah. also a beauty mixed into it, which I think captures lament really well. Yes, yeah. And and the lyrics too, just as I listen to every song, I feel like that first track sets the tone and the mm -hmm. frame for the whole project. Yeah. And, you know, having dabbled in songwriting myself in the past, I know that songs come from a very personal place right. and it feels like these songs came from a very personal journey in your mm -hmm. life. So can you walk us through how this whole project came to be? Yeah, I can. I can. It was a definite journey. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I've, you know, dabbled in songwriting, done songwriting with, you know, previous churches and, you know, we've done recordings, but being an artist is never something I've set out to do. Um, I've never wanted to do my own solo project. I've always been a little self-deprecating. Honestly, that's where it came from. It's just a place of like, I wouldn't listen to myself. <laughs> you know, um, it, so it was like this it kind of like, it just, it was just never the goal. Um, but at the top of 2022, I found myself um, in a place of just complete burnout and exhaustion. You know, I had, you know, everybody had gone through COVID where if you worked in church ministry, the pace really went up a notch, you know, just trying to minister to people in a whole different way. And there was just so much going on. You know, people are sick, people are dealing with grief and loss, and then there's politics and there's all of this. Um, and so by the time we got to 2022, I was just 
just wiped out. And um, I kind of came to the conclusion that I needed to take a sabbatical. So I stepped into a sabbatical season kind of thinking, okay, I'm going to rest and reflect. I'm going to, I'm going to get back into time with the Lord. I'm going to kind of reset things and, you know, focus on my emotional health, my spiritual health and my physical health. And what was interesting is just right at the top of this, when I was spending time with the Lord, I felt like the Lord started to bring me through kind of these series of like questions and reflections like, okay, why am I so tired? Why am I wanting to quit? Why this? Why that? Why, you know, my expectations haven't been met. And I felt like the Lord kind of started to really challenge me on, well, how do you define success, Jen? Do you define your success as you have this role, you have this title, you have this opportunity? Because I define success as obedience and faithfulness, you know? And so I was kind of reworking all of this in my mind going, oh my goodness, I've even though my intentions have been, you know, at least in my heart, I've thought they were pure. Like, man, I've gotten off, I've gotten off track. And that's, you know, I was spending time in the Word and, you know, I was in, for some reason, Ezra and Nehemiah. And I was reading a lot about, you know, the Israelites and how they'd ended up in exile and, um, you know, just kind of their rediscovery of how, how like far away they had fallen from what God's original design and intention was and them being his own people. And, there was this moment where um, I was reading in Nehemiah chapter one, Nehemiah's prayer, where he had found the book of the law. He read it. He realized how far people had fallen. And he came to this place of just repenting um, for the people and for himself. And he kind of really was starting this in- initiative to return to God. And in that moment while reading that, just these words, castles and kingdoms came to my mind. And it felt like, you know, you ever had one of those moments where it's like, it's a, it's just a snap, like a millisecond has gone by, but you get this like download. <laughs> of like paragraphs Mm -hmm. um, of information. I felt like the Lord was like, you know, um, you've been castle building and not kingdom building. You know, you see your particular plot of land in my kingdom and you focus on that castle you're building. You know, you're building your ministry, you're, you're building whatever it is that you're doing. But I see so much more. I see an entire kingdom. And when you get your eyes too focused on your castle, that's when it gets really easy to slip into comparison and competition. And then you get exhausted and you're striving and you're doing all of these things in your own strength. But if you can take a step back and go, you know what, I need to set my eyes on kingdom. And I'm like that, for me at least, that kingdom site was going, okay, God, every single day, the goal, the measure, the success, the aim, it's just to be in close proximity to the Father. I want to hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant. And and I I want you to, to know me. I want to know you. I don't want to hear, depart from me. I didn't know you. I want to know you. <laughs> yeah. um, and so that's kind of what began all of this. So um, Castles and Kingdoms, that lament was just, I was in prayer one day and these words just started coming to my mind. So I grabbed my phone. I just was jotting them down. I'm like, what is this? Is this a poem? What, what am I, what am I writing? What is this thing? Cause I, 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 it took me actually even months to figure out that it was a lament. I had written it and I thought, oh, is it, is it a prayer? And originally I was calling it the intro and I'm like, that doesn't feel right. What is this? And, um, but that really is what opened kind of the door to me then to, you know, to write some of these songs. So when I wrote returning, that was, heavily inspired out of, you know, Nehemiah's prayer. But I just kind of try to take what is the modern twist on it, because I think that we all are still kind of struggling. You know, we struggle, the human condition, living in a fallen, sinful world. I think that we struggle with these other things um, that we trade in for genuine relationship with God, or even in church ministry. Um, You know, it could be very easy for us to be very busy doing things for God, 
and neglect to really, really know him and to have intimacy with him. So that that's kind of where um, all of this started. And I was happy with just like, oh, I'll just write some songs for myself. And <laughs> this is going to be, um, yeah. you know, just really great connection with the Lord. And so when I felt challenged to not just write, but to, you know, record and release, that was just a whole nother level of like, okay, God. And it was like interesting because during the process, God kept bringing me back to, what did I say how I define success? You know, it's your obedience and it's your faithfulness. And I'm and I'm giving you this, so can you be obedient with it? So I've had to remind myself over and over, just be obedient, just, you know, finish writing it or record it and be obedient. And even honestly, with the release, I felt like the Lord has just been like, I don't want you to worry about numbers. I just want you to be obedient. That's, the, that's how you're going to measure success. So... It's been a very um, interesting process. It's been a very personal process, you know. And and you know, you anytime you songwrite, you're kind of <laughs> opening up a little bit of yourself uh, to to strangers and whatnot. Right. But yeah, I'm just trying to focus on you know that obedience side of the process. I mean, I I just really love that picture of getting so focused on your own castle, your yeah. own little mini domain, your own. Right sphere of influence and you lose sight of the bigger picture of God's kingdom. Right. But the challenge to me is you recognize that and we realize that, no, we don't need to be about our castle. We need to be about God's kingdom. Yet God still asks us to step out and use our gifts. And he still asks you to release this project, which on the outside can look like, oh, you're just building your own thing. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So how do you know the difference in your own life, because oh. this is something I wrestle with a lot. I, I write about it in my book. I, I talk to a lot of leaders about it because sometimes we can think that humility and holding things in, in surrender before God means shrinking back, when a lot of times, right. like you said, it means actually stepping out and yeah. being misunderstood. So how have you navigated that tension? Mm. Um, I mean, it hasn't been easy. There's been a lot of times during this this whole thing that I just was like, you know, I think I'm I'm done or I released two songs, that's enough. Um, I think what it is is just being very intentional to not attach my identity um, to what I'm doing, my feelings of fulfillment to what I'm doing. Um, to, to, I've just had to really keep a lot of that in check to just kind of go, okay, I'm putting this out there. And if I'm telling myself and I'm telling other people, this is all for God's glory, then I really, I can't make where this thing goes, it, it can't fuel my identity. So I, I really have had to dial in, you know, in daily time with the Lord in my my constant prayer is just going, God, you're enough. Your presence is enough, you know? And honestly, this has been a sacrifice, you know, because, you know, my husband and I were paying for this like out of our pocket. And, you know, it's it's like, there's not some big label <laughs> funding or anything. This has been, it's been costly. Yeah. It's been costly in every way. And so I just, I do think it's, yeah, you're right. I wrestled with that kind of going, oh man, people could perceive, yeah, but you're trying to release music or you're trying to make it as an artist. And I just kind of go, no, I'm just, I'm just going to try to be obedient and faithful. So today it looked like, or in this last year, it looked like writing, releasing music. Tomorrow might be, you know, go feed the homeless or, you know, go make dinner for your family, that kind of a thing. Help your, help your child. I've tried to really keep in check what faithfulness looks like, what open doors look like. And again, not letting, whether or not I fall flat on my face or I succeed, not letting any of that really, really get to my heart. I'm just kind of going, okay, God, every single day, yeah. I'm just going to try to faithfully steward whatever you put in my hands. Um, and again, it's not easy, you know, uh, 
it, and, it, and I don't know how this thing's going to go, <laughs> you know, once it's out, once it's out, but I just have been going, you know what, God, um, I just, I trust you. And I think something that there's actually a comfort in that because I kind of go, whether it it's super successful by any means or it, or it fails, it doesn't matter. I, um, I'm resting in the Lord. And if it does great, that's all on him. That's not because of, you know, anything I've done. So there's almost like a safety uh, and a security in there, but I'll say it's it's yeah. it's like very intentional. And there's some days I'm better at it than others. There's some days where I'm like <laughs> going, "Why am I doing this?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just uh, it's that's just something I'm trying to walk every day. Yeah, and it really is. Uh, it's a heart posture more than anything. It's not so right. much about the what you're doing, right? It's how you're doing it. It's why you're doing it. It's it's mm-hmm. all the the inner work that you have to do with God. And I'm finding for myself, I think if I had an expectation that all the selfish ambition and all the striving would one day just be completely gone, I would feel defeated all the time. And I, I think I'm learning more and more how to recognize and identify what is actually in my heart and bring it to God and all its messiness. So like saying, okay, God, like sometimes before I go to preach or speak somewhere, I'll just pray to the Lord and say, God, in my heart of hearts, I want to do this to serve you and to help other people. But I also know there's a part of me inside that wants these people to like me a lot. And I want them to follow me on Instagram and I want them to buy my book. Right. And I know that's in there, God. Help me to crucify that and actually step out with the right motivations. And so sometimes I think it's it's just bringing all of that mess to God and Mm -hmm. acknowledging it, repenting of it, and then letting His grace work through our weakness. Right. And I feel like repentance is a big theme in yeah. these songs too. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about maybe what that process looks like in your own life of conviction and repentance and how do you how do you actually lean into that instead of leaning away from it? Because I think repentance can bring healing, whereas a lot of times we think it brings shame and it's never meant right. to do that. Right. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it says in the word that it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. And I do think the enemy gets in there with shame and, and guilt, and he he tries to hammer you going, you know, if you acknowledge that you've done this, you know, he tries to make it this like weight that's going to that's gonna hang over you. But I really, I go, it's, it's the kindness of the Lord that he gently leads us into repentance. And actually when we repent, a weight is lifted off of us. You know, when we repent, we come back into right standing. We come back into this is the design. This is how the relationship is supposed to be, you know? Um, and so I think that, you know, there, there's been times in my life where I've walked through, um, you know, failure and that sort of a thing. And so repentance is something that I've actually become a friend to <laughs> because I realize that, hey, when I repent, the weight is actually lifted. It's It just lifts off me a little bit more or it brings me back into close proximity with the Father. You know, and again, it's not always easy, uh, you know, to to repent. But I think if we can can help ourselves to see that, remind ourselves that repentance is is just there to help bring us back into proper connection. You know, when something is disjointed, when we've you know had a wrong attitude, when we've had selfish ambition, when we've gone through all of these things, the Lord just wants us back into um, a right connection with Him, so that 
you know, health can flow through us, you know, and honestly, like our own lack of repentance just damages us more in the long run. And it's just that remembering that our father's a loving father and he's the one who's designed us inside it out and he knows what's best for us. And so repentance, I feel like is part of a crucial part of that process of walking um, in alignment with his will, walking in alignment with his purpose for us. So, you know, it, it's one of those things It's like, it can be hard and you got to fight off the enemy when he heaps shame and, you know, you've got to, you know, again, it's a lot, it's a heart posture, it's a mind attitude, you know, and, and you, you have to be kind of intentional in it. Yeah. And, and I think so much of it even goes back to what we're chasing in life. Yes. Um, and are we chasing humility and intimacy with God? Or are we Right. chasing an image? Are we chasing right. certain idols or false views of success? And you mentioned before about true success being obedience and faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And there's the personal component to that. And then there's also a corporate component, especially right. when it comes to churches and worship mm-hmm. teams. And I know you deal a lot with worship leaders and pastors and their teams. And I'm curious where you're seeing or what idols you feel like right now are really stealing the focus from people in ministry? And what mm-hmm. idols are we chasing and thinking their success right. when really it's the thing that's weighing them down and leading us to that place of burnout that you talked about in your right. story and I've experienced in my own story? Right. Well, I feel like, you know, it, it kind of all kind of comes back to a lot of what, you know, what I was writing and going through and processing through with the Castles and Kingdoms, you know, Thanks to social media, you know, social media can be an incredible, you know, tool. Like we met each other because of social media, you know, so there's this incredible side of it that can really connect people and, you know, we can communicate on a whole different level. But I also think that social media has opened a door to comparison, um, to competition, you know, and and I, I see a lot of that in in the church. And then when I look back at, you know, in the Old Testament, you know, where the Israelites really, really went wrong is they wanted to be like other nations. They looked around and they saw the other nations. And first it started with the king. Well, other nations have a king who leads them into battle. And it's like, but you have God who is your king. He leads you in, you know? And then, oh, they worship, they worship these gods and this is what they have. And so they looked around, they compared, and it was that kind of comparison that brought them away from what God's, you know, kind of like original design intent was. And I think that in the church, something kind of similar is going on. You know, we can look on social media, we can see the the largest churches, you know, across the world. Every single week we can see their, you know, their their highlight reels. We can see their online streams. And it's one thing to draw inspiration and to go, oh, hey, man, I really liked the way that arrangement they did in that song. You know, that was an interesting take. It's one thing to draw inspiration, but it's another thing to go, Oh, that's what success looks like. Or that's that's the formula. Oh, we need to, our live stream needs to look like this. Our service needs to be this long. Our worship set should have this. Our outfits should, you know, I see a lot of almost like this copycatting, for for lack of a better word, kind of going on in the church. And where I start to go, hey, I think we need to ask ourselves some questions is, you know, we're meant to be image bearers and reflections of God. And I think that what can quickly start to happen is we actually start to reflect the churches that we're watching, their music, their worship style. That's what we start to reflect more than I think the image of God. And God is infinitely creative. And I'm like, if God's infinitely creative, then why are we all looking the same? Why are we all sounding the same? Why, you know, I think that these are things that we kind of have to wrestle with a little bit as the church right now. I mean, I I 
completely agree. I feel like we could have a whole podcast episode just about this. (laughs) Um, And I feel like it's such a self-defeating spiral because you end up diminishing your own calling and your own ministry and the joy that you could be walking in just because Mm -hmm. your life doesn't look like or your church doesn't look like X, Y, and Z church that you hold up as the standard. Right. But I mean, like you said, social media, we're we're in this ecosystem. I don't think right. that's going to change. How do you guard yourself against that? And when do you know that you're you've moved from inspiration to comparison? Mm. Man, that's such a tough question. Uh, I I think that this is why <laughs> I we need you to. I expect you yeah, to give us have... <laughs> the answer that all of us have been looking <laughs> I have, for. I have the answer. Help no, help I... me, Jim. <laughs> I you know. I think that this is why we, the Lord has given us the Holy Spirit, um, because we can't do this on our own. You know, we are still, you know, we're, I'm so grateful for Jesus and we have redemption and we have access to the Father, but we are still broken, flawed human beings with a raging sin nature. Um, and this is why we need the Holy Spirit. You know, David wrote, search me, oh God, you know, search my heart, you know, my ways, show me if there's anything in me that, that is, that is going off the path. That's just wrong. And so I think that it is that dependence and that proximity to the spirit and in that openness of going, okay, God, show me, you know, we pray a lot, show me God, your heart. And that's a great prayer, but I think we should also pray, Hey, show me my heart. And that's kind of a scary one because Hmm. when we, uh, when we pray, Hey God, show me, show me what's in my heart there's more likely than not some stuff in there that he's going to want to deal with. But again, that's the loving father who goes, Hey, you know, you've been comparing, you know, you've been telling yourself, Oh, I just really like to watch what this church does. But do you recognize what's happening inside of you? Do you recognize that after you've watched them, you look at your team and you're like, why do I only have these, you know, average musicians or, you know, it, it, again, you need the help of the Holy spirit. We need him to help us see you know, it can be different for, for different people. But I, I just know in my own life, it's been the help of the Holy Spirit um, kind of nudging me when it's like, hey, Jen, you know, even in this whole process of music, you know, hey, Jen, you can't celebrate that person and their music. Why not? There's something inside of you that's happening if you can't celebrate someone else, if you can't champion someone else. So we really, really need to, um, to um, involve the Holy Spirit and give Him full access and quiet ourselves enough so that we could feel his nudges and, you know, and hear his voice kind of helping us through, talking us through. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to let you know about my new program called Your Dream Blueprint. This is an eight-step framework to help you transform your dream into reality. So if you've ever wondered if this idea you have is a dream worth pursuing or you don't know how to take the first steps to actually try to bring it to life, then this program is for you. I'll walk you through an eight-step process to discern whether or not this is a good dream that aligns with your giftings, to help you develop the next steps and actually design what it could look like and how it can help other people. So if you wanna get started on the first steps towards your dream, then you can check out Your Dream Blueprint at wadejoy.com slash your dream blueprint. Now back to the show. I feel like everything that you've mentioned so far, whether it's songwriting, battling against comparison, getting the right Mm -hmm. definition of success, all of it does come down to learning how to quiet your heart to hear from God. 
Mm-hmm. What are your own personal practices of doing that? You have a big family. You guys just moved recently, so you're still coming out of transition. You've been recording an album. Right. Life is busy. How do you prioritize that practice of seeking God's presence in the midst of all of that? Mm-hmm. I mean, some days I'm better at it than others. You know, some days just life takes over, and I'll get to the end of the, ga- end of the day, and I'm like, oh no. Um, something that really helped me was years and years ago. I kind of had this like this revelation of God's presence. You know, I was thinking about God's presence is almost like the electricity in our house. You know, it's always there. We tend to not realize it or appreciate the electricity in our house until we need something. You know, you flip a light on in a room or the power goes out and then it's like, oh gosh, nothing works. The electricity's out, you know. But I think of I started to kind of just have this growing awareness that God's presence is always, always there. He's he's in the car with me when I'm driving. I'm grocery shopping. I'm, you know, getting ready for the day. I'm exercising. And so what I started to do was take the pressure off of this devotion time in the morning, which I do still have. I have a morning devotion time where I'm in the Word. But I started to kind of go, okay, but when I'm exercising, I could just start to pray. You know, when I'm driving in the car, I could just start to pray. So I tried to increase my awareness of His presence and almost like my dependence on connecting with the Lord over and over throughout the day, you know, to kind of help me get through you know, everything that's, you know, everything that's going on in life. So I would say that was the first thing was increasing my awareness, um, acknowledging His presence. And with that came that increasing independence going, you know, God, I can't be a good wife. I can't be a good mom. I can't be a good, you know, leader. I, I can't be uh, what I need to be without you. So that's probably the first step. Um, you know, something else that the the Lord kind of has brought me through in the season of transition um, was there's been a lot of solitude in it. And I've realized that solitude is and and some quietness and some silence. Even there's been times where I felt like the the spirit was silent. And I, I my tendency is to go, well, I'm just going to find something. I'm going to be busy, you know. Or I could just start doing this and I'll get busy and I'll 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 pick this up and that up. And I have had to fight that urge within me and go, okay, God, you know, I don't want to just be busy. I want to do what you want me to do. So I'm going to lean into the discomfort of solitude and nothingness and silence at times. Um, And I'm going to quiet myself and force myself to sit, kind of sit here in this and not push myself out of it and not get busy and not distract myself like I could. I'm going to lean into and embrace this discomfort right now. Um, and just trust that there's something deeper you're working in me, something deeper you're rooting in me. And what has constantly been the reminder in that is, is the Lord going, am I enough? Is my presence, is just my presence enough? Can it be enough for you, Jen? Do you need titles and positions and, you know, recognition and all of that? Do you need all of this or can I just be enough for you? Some days it's easier than others, mm. but yeah, that's that's just you know, the, the journey I've been kind of on with that. I think there's so much wisdom in what you shared, especially in that, like learning how to be aware of God's presence throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the most transformational things for me uh, right. as well. And because I even read, this is, this could be a dumb tangent, but we'll see if it works. I <laughs> saw a, a study last week about how if you like do an hour workout in the morning, but then you're sedentary all day. Mm-hmm. That workout is still beneficial for you, but you erase a lot of the potential benefits 
by not like getting up and being active throughout the day. Oh, wow, and yeah. so the best way for our physical health is to, yes, have a concentrated time where you're mm-hmm. focusing on improving your health, but then just to stay active by getting your steps in and getting up every, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. And that keeps your body in this state of health and, and growth. And I think even more so it's the same way with prayer. Like, right. yes, we need to have our dedicated times of prayer that's set aside for the Lord, but we also need to exercise the heart muscle of praying without ceasing and conversation with God and being aware of His presence. So I really do love that. And I think that is, it's really what Paul was talking about um, when he was talking about praying without ceasing. Right. When I think too, as we like, as we like live our day and we we walk out our life, you know, you would, you would ask earlier, kind of like, how do you intentionally keep yourself, you know, focus on him or keep it about him. And I think that 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 awareness of his presence and that constant prayer is something that helps. You know, you have a thought that flashes through your mind. You know, we're driving. I don't know if you do this. I'm driving and I sometimes just zone out. And before I know it, my mind is just running into all these different in these different areas and these different thoughts. And so like that constant prayer is something that's like, oh, wait, why did I just have that thought? Oh, uh, you know what? I'm going to lean in right now. And Holy Spirit, we're going to pray through this. Or even I found myself, like I'll be driving and I'll think of someone. Why did that person just come to my mind? I'm going to lean in and I'm going to pray because that could be the Holy Spirit, you know? Um, so I, yeah, I, I, I love that, like that, that living in that constant state. And that is a great example that I had not thought of that, that, that workout in the morning. But if you keep yourself more active, that is, I think that's totally applicable to to prayer and how we live our day with the Lord, how we abide. You know, John 15 talks about abiding with with God, abiding within the vine. And that's not just something we plug into here and there. There's a constant connection there. It's living, it's breathing, it's active. So that's a great, that was a great yeah. uh, addition. <laughs> As we're talking about this, I think, you know, songwriting can be one of those things that feels it's a discipline that you have to do and you don't always feel inspired. But it's also where you're creating space to have those moments where you do feel like you hear something from God. Um, How was that process like for you? How much of it felt like inspiration? How much of it felt like just, I'm just going to show up and do the work? It's usually a mix of both, but I'm just curious about your process. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so one of the songs um, on there, I actually wrote, it's been almost 10 years ago that I wrote the song, um, the song Awaken. And I remember when I was inspired to write that, it, there was there was a lot kind of going on in our nation. I could see a lot kind of going on in the church. But I had this moment after I wrote the song where I felt like the Spirit said, this is a song that the church is going to need 10 years from now. And then immediately I had two thoughts after that. I was wow. like, 10 years, that's a long time. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> and then my next Im- immediate thought was, oh no, what is going to be happening 10 years from now? <laughs> like, is it going to get worse? Oh no, <laughs> you know? Um, so that that song was kind of uh, already done, but you know, it's it's just so interesting because a couple of the songs were just this this quick, beautiful, like easy. You know, it just kind of came out, and then a few of the others, um, returning and build his kingdom, particularly were very challenging. Returning was hard for me um, because I just was like what is this? Like, the, you know, I was wrestling through, you know, I like to write corporate worship songs. And as I'm writing, I'm like, this isn't, this doesn't feel like corporate worship. God, what is this? What is this I'm writing? Or, you know, I really wrestled with, does this sound dumb? And 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 I rewrote and rewrote that song. And so that one I had to really wrestle with. And I remember I was down to the wire and I needed to demo it out so I could, 
um, send it to my producer. And it was crazy because then just suddenly this like almost like an, a complete rewrite of melody and verse came. And I'm like, really, God, I've been mm. trying on this <laughs> song for so long, you know. <laughs> um, but but again, so much of it was just that uh, I just was leaning into the spirit a lot, you know, and I had to focus myself a few times. You know, there's a few times where it was like, oh, I could write this and it would be really catchy. Oh, and people would really like this. And I had to correct myself and pull myself back in and go, Jen, are you trying to, what is the goal here? Are you trying to write something that people will love and, oh, it's going to be really catchy and this and that? Or are you trying to go, okay, Holy Spirit, what are you putting in my heart? What are you speaking to me? And, and, and staying faithful to that. So even built his kingdom. I worked on that song for a year rewriting and rewriting. And it was another one where it was like, okay, I have to demo this out. And I'd scratched it and I was like, I'm going to start over. And it, I wrote it in an hour. And I was so frustrated because I'm like, I have spent the last wow. year, Lord, I've spent the last year. <laughs> um, but I felt like even this is even part of trusting God's timing. My perspective on that song had very much shifted as we had gone through the transition of moving. And even what God was working out in my own heart and in my own, you know, soul and spirit, you know, what God had been working in me, you know, I feel like if I had just rushed it and gone, okay, well, let me just write this because this sounds good, or this is catchy, or this is going to move people. Instead, I just kind of leaned into the process and allowed God that space and kind of was like, does this, does this feel right yet? Does it feel right yet? And if it didn't feel right, I didn't, I just didn't go with it. So, you know, it's, it, there was moments where it was real. Some of those songs, like I said, were real easy. They came um, kind of quickly and it was a nice process. And then there's other ones on there that I really had to, really had to wrestle. In fact, I almost cut a couple songs from it because I was like, forget it. I'm just going to go with four songs and we'll be done. <laughs> yeah. What's really interesting though about that story is you don't get to that hour where you rewrote it and everything clicked. I think without having that long process Right. Of wrestling through the song that that version didn't work, but it got mm -hmm. you to the space right. mm -hmm. where you were ready for the inspiration when it came. And I think a lot right. of people want the hour of inspiration, but they're not willing to do the months of the work to get there. Yes. And, and I think that's, you're like, Pastor Steven used to talk a lot about like just digging a well, digging for the gold that was in the ground, creating the, the space for God to fill it. And I just, I love that part of creativity, mm -hmm. um, but it can be so frustrating at times. Right. <laughs> to, right. It sounds great to talk about. <laughs> right. <laughs> but when you're just banging your head against the wall saying, this is terrible. What do I do yeah. with it? Do I abandon it or do I keep going? That's a hard call to make. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was. And there was times too when it was this when it was just that like last minute. There, and there was like, I had to kind of focus myself and go, what is it I'm trying to say? Holy Spirit, what what are we trying to say here? Um, but I just felt like it was another reminder mm -hmm. of the Lord just being like, hey, are you going to depend on me and my timing? You know, my timing isn't your timing. If this were up to you, you would have had this song done. You know, you would have sat down in one hour, done it for the first time, and you would have probably been very inflated, self-inflated, truthfully. You know, it's like, <laughs> I know my own heart well enough to know I probably would have felt so good about myself if every song just came so easy. I could have very easily slipped into this, you know, oh, man, maybe I should be doing more of this. And it was like, I feel like even in this process, God was continuing to have me walk out, you know, everything that led to the castles and kingdoms, kind of in that same thing. God, or Jen, what are you building? Jen, what are you focusing on? Jen, what is success for you? You know, 
it just it was constant through this whole um, this whole process, yeah. and it's just always keeping me in check. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's funny too that the two songs are two of the three songs that I told you were my favorite, or what you just mentioned were the hardest right. to write. Right. Um, yeah, it, and so I think. Well, first of all, thank you for going through that process. But I think there's something for anyone listening too. Like, don't give up too early. Mm-hmm. Don't and don't settle for your first draft. Right. Um, be willing to take your your work through a process, but as you're doing that, you're taking your heart through a process. I think of refining and learning how to hear from God. Um, I'm curious, what's your favorite song? Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> It's like you've heard people say this. It's like being asked to pick your favorite child, you know? <laughs> I don't, I'm going to ask it, you that it, next. Right? Yeah. Which one is my favorite kid? It's hard because there's something, there's a special connection to to each song. There's like, I can vividly remember mm-hmm. in with each song, something um, special that was that was going on. Ugh, gosh, it's really hard. Um, I would probably say if I have to, I would build his kingdom is, is probably my favorite. Um, and only because that, again, I was trying to write that one for a year um, and really wrestled with what am I trying to say? Where is this going? And then even when it came out of me in that moment where it finally happened, it was not what I was expecting either. I was almost like pleasantly surprised, like that was different. Okay. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah. yeah, there's 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 something about Build His Kingdom and maybe some of it is the uh, the challenge. Even when I listen to it, it I go, okay, Jen, what is your focus? You know, um, it, so it kind of like it, it has that, like you get a little bit energized, but then it also carries a little bit of a, a charge to it, you know, to, to build his kingdom, mm-hmm. to be about his business, to be, you know, seeking and doing the will of the father. So since you backed me into a corner, probably very slightly build his <laughs> kingdom over all the rest. <laughs> Just a tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. Well, what would you say for the person who's going to listen to this EP for the first time? What is the ultimate, or what's your ultimate prayer for them? What do you want them mm-hmm. to experience? I know we've talked about themes and messages, but is there something you want them to experience or encounter or take away from this project? Mm. Uh, I would say, I would hope that they would have um, the same experience I had, like being inspired and in writing it, that they would have probably that same experience listening, that it would be a moment between them and the Lord where maybe they don't go, Oh, I wish I could write a song like that, or I don't like this, or I don't whatever. I my prayer would be that they would have a moment with the Lord, where um, they give Him kind of the freedom to examine and search their hearts, and maybe it be a whether it's like a returning for them where they can go, oh gosh, this is why I'm ex- exhausted, or or I've been doing this, you know, whether it's some realization and revelation and returning, or a repentance process, or just them being encouraged by God's love and His and His constants and His faithfulness and His presence, you know, and or or maybe just it bringing them back to and reminding them um, that His presence, His presence is the goal. Like Jesus is the prize for all of us. You know, when we get to heaven, like that, that's the prize that's awaiting us. And so let's just start making that the goal and the prize on earth too. It's, it's His presence. So probably more than anything, that, that is my hope that we listen to this with our hearts open, with our hands open and surrender to the Lord and go, okay, Lord, what do you want to speak? What do you want to do in me? And then just offer our lives back to Him going, okay, God, you know, you're enough. You're what I want. You're the goal. And whatever you want to do with me, that's great. You do it. I'm not going to define it. 
I'm going to get, I'm not going to obsess about it. I'm going to make your presence, Hmm. um, my obsession and my goal. Well, I think it's, it's such a needed and timely message right now in the church, in my life. I think it's, it's a beautiful image that you've given us and handles in terms of, are you building a castle? Are you building his kingdom? Mm-hmm. And I, I really do. I love the EP. I think these songs are going to bless everybody who listens. So please go and download, stream, whatever you do, um, Castles and Kingdoms. It's out now. And I think you're going to be really blessed, Just not just by the songs, but the heart behind the song. So thank you, Jen, for just your obedience, your faithfulness in writing it. Um, and I thank you for your voice in the church right now. Uh, not just to the worship community, although that's I know that's close to both of our hearts, but I think the right. church at large needs this message. So thank you. How can people follow you, listen to the album, all that stuff? Let us know. Yeah, I, that's so hard. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm not trying to build a castle. But if you want to connect with me, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I have a website, uh, www.jensmail.com. Um, and the the songs are everywhere. The music is everywhere. So even if you aren't sure, just Google Castles and Kingdoms Jen's Mail and you're going to probably come up with, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, Pandora. You know, I'm sure you could find a platform, but yeah, just, or just Google Jen's Mail. You'll find, you'll find me. <laughs> you'll be, at, yeah, it's not hard to find, but thank you. And just, I appreciate your friendship and thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us today for Dreamers and Disciples. I'd love for you to support the show by subscribing wherever you're watching or listening. So subscribe on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify. And while you're there, leave a review or a comment. It really helps us out when you do that. And please share the show so we can continue to grow the community of Dreamers and Disciples. We'll see you back here next week. 